Hey everyone, welcome back to the Just Go With It podcast. And if you are new here, welcome. My name is Jasmine. I am a certified life coach, content creator, and the host of this podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle, wellness, and self-growth, all from a balanced perspective. So this week's episode is a bit of a girl chat slash big sis chat slash Q&A. I asked you guys on my Instagram stories if you had any personal questions for me that you'd like me to answer or if you needed any advice or tips on literally anything from life, career, relationships, goals, routines, all the things. And I got a good amount of different submissions. So we're talking about a lot today. So be warned, this week's episode is going to be a chatty one. We're talking about how to deal with imposter syndrome, what are some of the most valuable lessons I've learned in my 20s, dealing with having a partner who has different lifestyle and goals than us and how we can find a balance with that, to how to deal with moving away from your hometown, dealing with homesickness. And I also received some personal questions just asking what the next step look like in my career and life and just how I'm doing and any life updates and things like that. Like I said, this week's episode is going to be a chatty one. It's giving very much chatting over coffee or a glass of wine and you know how those things go. We could literally talk for hours. So this is definitely one that you'll want to listen to when you're doing some cleaning, laundry, working out, something like that. So I really hope that you enjoy this week's episode. It's a little fun one, not so serious, which I enjoy doing these types of episodes. That is all I really have to say. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so I want to start off with the personal Q&A so you guys asked me and then we can get into the advice and tips, questions that you guys submitted. So the first question that someone asked was, how am I doing? Do I have any life updates that I want to share? And today I feel fantastic, but if you would have asked me a few days ago, it would be a completely different story. So TMI, but I was on my period this whole week and I was super emotional for a lot of different reasons and I had a breakdown. But one thing I always say when it comes to breakdowns, I've always believed this and I will always believe this, is that there is always a major breakthrough after every breakdown. It never fails that every time I have a moment of self-doubt or I experience anxiety or negative thoughts or I just break down in some way that I come out of that feeling so much better and like I reached a pivotal breakthrough and this time was no different. What I will say about this breakdown that I had is it was a reminder to me that when you make the decision to pursue something big or take your life to the next level and you feel like you're ready to level up, be ready to be tested. I recently set a substantial goal for myself and I created a vision for where I want to be a year from now. And as I set these intentions, the following days, old doubts and insecurities began to resurface, which caused me to have a lot of anxiety. And I experienced a lot of thoughts that I hadn't in a very, very long time. And I also experienced a level of anxiety that I hadn't experienced in many, many years. And it was very loud and extreme. So I had to kind of give myself a mental health day because it was really, really bad. And I hadn't experienced this level of anxiety in a very long time. As I was giving myself a mental health day, I decided to kind of stay off social media, disconnect from the world to kind of just reconnect with myself, take it slow, self-reflect and really work through my thoughts and my emotions that were coming up for me because although I was 
feeling very anxious, I knew that these things were coming up for a reason. And some of the thoughts that I was having were, can I really do this? Am I really capable of achieving this big goal that I just set that I want to reach a year from now? These thoughts aren't anything new. Every single time I've tried something new in the past, whether it was starting a podcast or hosting my first in-person event or coming out with merch or choosing to go from coaching to being a content creator to moving to a new state, every single time I set a goal for myself, these same thoughts always pop up for me. Once I recognized the thoughts that were coming up for me, I took some time to journal about it and I realized that these doubts that I was feeling was actually a sign that I was stepping outside of my comfort zone once again and it was simply a test of my faith and to push through those limiting beliefs. And one helpful technique I used to shift my mindset and kind of ease my anxiety when I'm dealing with self-doubt or fear is a journaling exercise that I want to share with you guys. It's been so helpful for me every single time I've gone through this. And like I said, Anytime I've set a new goal for myself or I've set the intention to kind of push myself outside of my comfort zone, I always experience these limiting beliefs and this exercise always helps me to get past it. So what I do is first I of course journal on how I'm feeling. I just get very real and honest on exactly how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling it, and the technique that I do that really helps me work through those thoughts, those feelings, those fears. I create a list of evidence that basically demonstrates that what I'm striving for or the goal that I'm working towards is not only possible but already happen and it's a way for me to be able to calm the what-ifs in my mind or the doubts in my mind and I think oftentimes we look for clues that something isn't possible or isn't going to happen or isn't working when we should be doing the opposite. Like I said, I set a goal for myself of where I want to be a year from now what I want my life to look like, where I want to be living, and all these things. And my mind automatically goes to trying to find proof of why this isn't possible. But I have to train my mind to look for proof that it actually is possible. And I wrote a whole list of examples and things that are happening in my life right now at this moment that is physical, tangible proof that what I want actually is tangible. After doing that exercise and after recognizing that the reason why I was feeling anxious was because I was once again stepping outside of my comfort zone and I shifted my mindset to look at that as a positive thing, my whole energy completely shifted. And I know that my emotions may fluctuate along the way, but I have unwavering faith and confidence in myself to make my goals a reality. I've done it before and I know that I can do it again and whenever I do have these moments of self-doubt or fear, I know I can go back to this practice and make a list showing myself all the proof and evidence that I have that what I want is possible and I can make it happen. So to answer your question, I'm doing great. I had a mini breakdown, but it led to a breakthrough and it led me to realizing that I'm so capable and I'm so able to do the things that I want to do. And sometimes we just need that reminder. I'm really glad that I took a mental health day for myself because I think if I hadn't taken the time to kind of nurture my mindset and just check in with myself that it would have gotten even worse and I may have self-sabotage and maybe not even worked on 
this goal and that is not what we want so i'm feeling really good i'm feeling really inspired i feel very excited for the future and just where i am right now as well and that leads me to the next question so someone said congrats on 1 million podcast downloads i've been listening to your podcast from the beginning and it's been so wonderful to see your growth you deserve it and so much more and what do you see the next steps for your career being so first of all thank you so much thank you for being here through all my phases through all my ups and downs trials and tribulations i appreciate you more than you know as far as what i see for the next steps of my career i feel like i'm literally just beginning like i feel like i'm just starting even though i've been doing what i'm doing for a minute which is exciting to think about because Although I'm very proud of how far I've come and what I'm doing, I know that there is still so much more that I have yet to experience and achieve. And lately, I've been giving a lot of thought to what's next in my career journey. In the episode where I celebrated reaching 1 million podcast downloads, I mentioned how I want to first take a step back, allow myself time to reflect and just appreciate the progress I've made before even thinking about the next goal or the next step that I want to take in my career. And I feel like I gave myself a good amount of time to do that, the process to feel grateful and just be in the moment. During that time, I've gotten a lot of downloads, a lot of ideas come to me and I feel the next steps in my career at least kind of unfolding in front of me and I'm becoming more clear on where I want to direct my focus on next which I'm excited to share with you guys because it's a way to hold myself accountable as well one thing that I want to focus on in my career is doubling down on my YouTube channel and I'm making it official on here to again hold myself accountable I'm committing to posting content on YouTube at least twice a week at the moment I do like one YouTube video a week sometimes I'll miss a week or two but for the most part I try to aim for one video a week which are usually on Sundays when I post, but I'm making it a goal to post at least two videos, one on Sunday and then one in the middle of the week. But I've been thinking about what I want my YouTube channel to be and how it can be an extension of the podcast. And my vision for my YouTube channel is for it to be almost like a visual extension of the podcast where I give you a glimpse into my everyday life, where I share my daily routines, what I'm up to, what I'm doing, the recipes that I'm making, the places that I'm visiting, and just things that I'm currently enjoying. And I really want to be able to show kind of different sides of myself on my channel that don't typically come through on the podcast or even on social media. My goal for my YouTube channel is for it to be like a comfort place for people to feel like they're just hanging out with a friend or they're just catching up with someone that they really enjoy. My favorite people to watch are the people that make me feel really comfortable and cozy and it feels like they're literally like a girlfriend that I'm just catching up with, hanging out with. That's the same feeling that I want my YouTube channel to be. So if that's something that you're into and if you love that like cozy, comfortable vibe, I think my channel will be a great source of that for you if you love just feeling like you're hanging out with a girlfriend. The second thing that I'm working on is a special project for you guys. I've started the beginning stages of a project that I've had in mind for a while and the reason it hasn't come to fruition until now is because it hasn't felt like the right time. 
until now and this is actually something that I've done in the past and it's something that I'm constantly getting questions about when I'll do again and now we are officially in the works of bringing this project to life. I've been setting the intentions, writing the emails, doing the research and kind of doing the prep work that I need to do to kind of make this project come to life and I'm just so excited because I know it's going to be even better than the last time that I did this especially because I'm actually working on this project with my very talented friend. You may have seen her in some of my um, vlogs and on my Instagram. Her name is Kayla. She is a Latina graphic designer. She's from the Bronx. Her style is amazing. Her content is amazing. I love her and she's so talented and she's helping me with this project. So I know that this project is in good hands and I cannot wait for it to come to life. And honestly, I'm just open to whatever else God in the universe has in store for me. I know that there are things in the works that I may not even be able to imagine right now. And I'm just open and committed to saying yes only to opportunities that align with my values and my purpose. So that's kind of what my next steps for my career are looking like. And someone else asked if I had any advice when it comes to moving away from your hometown. This person is contemplating moving away from their hometown but they have some fears and reservations and if I had any advice when it comes to dealing with homesickness and I just have to say that this question is so spot on because I've been dealing with homesickness this last week actually like I said I was on my period I was extra emotional and I was dealing with some homesickness so I understand from experience how challenging it can be moving away from your hometown and this is coming from someone who couldn't wait to leave their hometown, okay? So even though I was so excited to leave, it definitely has its challenges. And I think whether you're moving for school, work, or maybe you're just looking for a fresh start, regardless of the reasons why you're moving or thinking about moving, it definitely will come with its set of challenges. And it's something that I'm still learning how to navigate and deal with myself. I think for me, the hardest part is that feeling of missing out on important moments with my family and friends and just kind of feeling left out because I'm not physically there to be with them or experience life with them and that can cause me to have FOMO and feel like my family and friends are moving on without me which of course is not the case but it's hard not to feel that way when you're physically far away from everyone that you love and know and care about. But before I get into how to deal with homesickness, I do want to share my advice when it comes to moving away from your hometown and just my own reflections on it since I've moved almost this November, I think it'll be two years. Despite the challenging moments that have come since moving, I can honestly say that moving away from my hometown is honestly one of the best life decisions I've ever made for myself. The way that my life, my career, and just myself overall has transformed is insane to me. I don't even recognize or remember who I was just two years ago. I feel like a completely different person. My life looks completely differently. And when I initially moved, my intention was to focus on myself and become the person I knew I could be focus on my goals and my dreams and really go after the life that I have always wanted for myself. And I felt like back in my hometown, I couldn't really do that because of one, limited opportunities out there and 
also the memories that are associated with my hometown. I felt like the memories and the energy that I had when I lived back home were almost holding me back. And I don't know if anyone else has also experienced this. Please let me know if you have. I would love to like hear your stories if you also experience something similar but every single time I visit home which by the way it's been nearly a year since I've visited anyways every single time that I visit home a part of me feels like I'm starting to revert back to my old self and I start to feel small again and I start to feel insecure again and I don't feel confident in who I am and I don't believe in who I am and what I'm doing and I do not like that feeling being where I am right now, it's easier to be true to myself and be who I think I am and do the things that I want to do without any fears or self-doubt. But back home, it's a completely different story. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because, again, like the memories that I have growing up in my hometown and some of the negative experiences that I've had, I don't know if it just puts me back in a negative mind space, but I just know that it's a challenge mentally and emotionally every single time I go back home. And don't get me wrong, I genuinely love visiting. I love seeing my family and friends. I love going back to some of the places where I did enjoy spending my time and that have good memories. But dealing with those conflicting emotions is very challenging. I think all in all, if you've been thinking about moving away from your hometown, whether it's a city away, a state away, or even a country away, my advice to you is to just go for it. Pull the plug and do it, sis. The worst case scenario that can happen is you don't like it. You don't like where you end up moving to. And if that's the case, you can always choose to move somewhere else or you can choose to move back home. Thinking of moving away in this perspective really helped me to be fearless in making this decision because when I shared with some close family and friends that I was moving away, I definitely was met with a lot of unwanted opinions and I remember a lot of people saying, well, what if you hate it and you don't know anyone out there, you're not going to have any friends or family and kind of just putting their opinions onto me, which is fine. I know that they were all coming from a good place but I really had to stand my ground and not let other people's opinions influence my decision because I knew deep down that this is what I was feeling called to do and I'm so grateful that I didn't listen. I would have completely missed out on all the opportunities that I've had since moving, on all the experiences that I've had, the people that I've met, the friendships that I've cultivated, the inner growth that I've experienced. I would have completely missed out on all of that had I listened to other people's opinions or held myself back in any way and just reminding myself that okay if I decide to move and I hate it then when my lease is up I'll just move back or I'll choose to move somewhere else and having that mindset really helped me to like I said be fearless in my decisions and since we're on the topic I have been thinking about where I see myself a year from now I definitely feel that right now where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be for the time being. I don't feel like it's my forever place and I never felt that way even when I first moved. I think I came in with the mindset that this is where I'm meant to be in this chapter of my life. I don't know how long this chapter is going to be, but I know that this is where I'm meant to be right now and now that I'm two years in, 
I feel myself getting ready to start a new chapter somewhere else. And I definitely see myself moving back to California eventually. I'm a California girl through and through. I don't think I would ever move back to my hometown or even like the surrounding cities just because I don't feel like that environment aligns with my path. Now, if you're struggling with homesickness or maybe you're afraid of feeling homesick if you decide to move, I think it's essential to remind yourself why you made the decision to move in the first place. Maybe it was for a better opportunity or to escape an unhealthy environment or maybe you just wanted to embrace something new and challenge yourself in some way. What I will say is even if you moved for a good or positive reason, it won't always be a walk in the park. Even the first year of moving away was probably one of the hardest periods of my life because I was dealing with a lot of just personal issues. And of course, being in a state where I knew nobody made it even more challenging. But looking back now, I see how that first year was an integral part of the journey and it really shaped me into who I am today. But I'm just saying that just because it's something that's exciting and new and something that you're looking forward to doesn't mean it won't come with its set of challenges. So just keep that in mind if you are thinking about moving or you are in the beginning stages of moving. Expect challenges. Expect to feel different emotions. I definitely did. I Some days I felt so excited and inspired and happy to be starting a new chapter and then other days I felt sad and lonely and homesick. So just expect to feel it all and experience it all. Another thing to consider if you're dealing with homesickness is to ask yourself whether you're making the most of your current situation. So in my case, the first initial months after I moved, I hardly went outside of my apartment because at the time I was really, really depressed. I was sad. Again, I was dealing with personal issues and I just couldn't leave my apartment. And that isolation only exacerbated my homesickness and it made me feel even worse. And it wasn't until I decided to actually make the most of it and push myself to step out, explore the city that I had just moved to, try new coffee shops, attend different workout studios, and meet new people that I finally began to cultivate a fresh sense of community, and I started to create a new home for myself. I think it's important to keep in mind whether you are moving to a new school or a new state, a new city, you have to create that sense of home for yourself. It's not just going to happen. You're not just going to move and feel right at home. You have to take initiative and take action in making your new space, your new city feel like home. I think also making time to connect with friends and family back home is also really, really important. And to be completely honest with you guys, this is something that I still struggle with myself. I am not the best at keeping up with people, especially over the phone, over text, over call. Like I rather have face-to-face interactions and obviously that's not possible to do with everyone in my life because everyone is a state away. So I have to do better at communicating with my family and friends just checking in on them i think this is definitely important in just feeling still connected with your people back home and and feeling like you're an active part of people's lives but it definitely takes effort patience and understanding on both ends and that's something that i'm still learning to navigate myself 
So I have just a few more questions before we end off today's very chatty episode. But someone did ask how I deal with imposter syndrome. And I just have to say that imposter syndrome and I have been beefing for a very long time. Okay? No, but seriously. When it comes to imposter syndrome, I used to think that it was something that I had to overcome completely. But what I've come to really understand is that it's not about overcoming imposter syndrome for good. It's more about learning how to navigate through it so that it doesn't hold us back from our best selves, from pursuing our goals. Whenever I experience imposter syndrome, I look at it now as a sign that I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. And that's a good thing because that is where growth takes place. And one crucial lesson that I've learned when it comes to imposter syndrome is that, again, it never fully goes away. You might overcome it in one area of your life and you might feel very confident, but once you decide to try something new or you set a higher goal for yourself, imposter syndrome can creep back up. Like I was mentioning at the beginning of this episode, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and fears. That was imposter syndrome coming up for me because I decided to set a really big goal for myself to complete a year from now. And it's only natural that because I'm choosing to level up, because I'm choosing to step outside of my comfort zone, the imposter syndrome is creeping back in. So when it comes to actually navigating imposter syndrome, I think the most important thing is doing a few mindset shifts. One of the mindset shifts that I've done is going from thinking why me to why not me. I was recently at an event where I found myself thinking, wow, I cannot believe that I'm in the same room as these people. This is crazy. To shifting my mindset and thinking, of course I'm in the same room as these people. I am just as good as these people. I deserve to be in this room just as much as anyone else. And that simple mindset shift helps so much in navigating imposter syndrome as well as taking action especially if you don't feel ready or if you don't feel fully prepared or confident i talked about this topic in a recent podcast episode but essentially you have to feel the fear and do it anyway you're never going to feel fully ready there's always going to be someone else who is quote-unquote better than you who knows more who has more resources who's more established whatever the case is there's always going to be a reason that you can find to not start to not do something and that is your imposter syndrome trying to get in your way And something else that has been surprisingly helpful in dealing with imposter syndrome is connecting with people that you look up to or even just listening to interviews from people that inspire you or that motivate you. Because the more that you really listen to other people's stories, the more you realize that even the most successful people, even the people that you truly admire also deal with some form of imposter syndrome and to me it's almost comforting to know that even the people that I look up to deal with it from time to time yet they're still doing it they're still making it happen they still show up in the way that they need to so someone else asked how do you balance your goals and your lifestyle with a partner whose goals and lifestyle might be different than yours and I just have to say that I really appreciate this question I think this is an important question that often doesn't get asked enough and before I share my thoughts I do want to say that I don't believe it's impossible for a relationship 
to work if partners have different goals or lifestyles. However, I do think it can be incredibly challenging and it will definitely require a lot of teamwork, a lot of understanding and patience from both people. And I think the real problem typically arises when one person takes issue with the other person's way of life or their goals and they try to either stop them or force them to change. And that's where I have my reservations when it comes to having a partner whose goals and lifestyle do not align with yours. And with that being said, personally, I wouldn't be able to have a relationship with someone who had fundamentally different goals than I did or who had a different lifestyle than mine. I think when it comes to the small stuff like your hobbies or your interests, differences don't usually matter that much. They're not that significant. However, for the major aspects of life, such as where you envision yourself living, the type of lifestyle that you want to live, your beliefs, your values, your goals, your plans for do you want to have children, do you not want to have children, do you want to be married, not married, the roles that you expect from one another, those things, in my opinion, absolutely need to be on the same page. Again, that's for me in my relationship. I just would not be able to build a life with someone who was on a completely different path than I was. I think what can happen when two people want entirely different things when it comes to these important aspects of life is one person typically ends up sacrificing and compromising more than the other. And while I do believe that all relationships require some level of compromising and being selfless, I also firmly believe that it should never involve compromising on the big things or sacrificing the things that you truly desire out of life. I think that we all deserve to have and live the life that we want. All I'm saying is in these types of significant life choices, when two people have completely different lifestyles or want different things and have different goals, someone inevitably ends up sacrificing or having to give up what they want unless you guys can find a way to come to a common ground. So yeah, that's what I would have to say about that. Again, every situation is different. The only thing that I would say is make sure that you're not the one that's giving up everything for someone else because at the end of the day, things can change, relationships can end, and if you give up your whole world, your goals, your life, your aspirations for another person and then they end up leaving you or or it ends up not working out, then what do you have left? You always want to make sure that you're putting yourself first when it comes to these kinds of things. I know in my last episode, I talked about like being selfless and giving and taking. And yes, there is a balance. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you also have your best interest at heart. Okay, and the last question that I have before we end off today's episode, which is probably my most favorite question, which is why I saved it for last, but someone asked, what is the most valuable thing that you've learned in your 20s? And this is such a big question. My 20s have truly been a time of growth, of healing, setbacks, and resilience, and learning self-love, and I think this podcast is a reflection of everything that I've experienced and learned throughout my 20s so far. But I would have to say that the number one most valuable lesson that I've learned in my 20s so far is to be incredibly intentional with your life. Don't let life slip by without 
you being actively involved with creating the life that you want. Every decision you make, no matter how seemingly small or insignificant you might think it is, has an impact on your journey. I've also struggled with the paradox of feeling like I have plenty of time to figure it out, to go after the things that I want, while also feeling like time is slipping away fast. I vividly recall being 19 years old, moving out on my own for the first time. Feels like it was yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like so much time has passed. So much has happened in between then and now. And reflecting on just where I am now in my life, I can confidently say that I've been incredibly intentional about creating the life that I want. I've had to make some really tough choices in life. I've had to go through some really difficult things. But looking back now, I recognize that every single thing happened exactly how it was supposed to and every single decision has shaped my life to what it is today. And if I would have changed just one decision, that could have changed the direction and the course of my life as well. I'm just so grateful that I've been intentional with the choices that I've made, that I've had the courage to actually go after the things that I want, to do things my way, to do the tough, dirty inner work that is required to live a truly beautiful, peaceful, abundant, fulfilling life. And I'm grateful that I went through all the ugly, that I did the hard stuff, because now that I'm in my late 20s, closer to my 30s, I feel like I'm finally reaping the fruits of my labor. So... If I could tell anyone else in their 20s anything is be so intentional with your life, your decisions, but also with your habits and your routines and your thoughts. They collectively mold the path of your life and what your life looks like. Your life is all about the little things that you choose to do each day, the thoughts that you have, the feelings that you have. That is what your life consists of. And that is where our chit chat ends today, you guys. I told you guys it was going to be a chatty one. My voice feels like it's about to go out. So that is my cue to shut up and end this episode here. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this personal Q&A, this more relaxed chit chat type of episode. I hope that you found some comfort, some sort of motivation, inspiration, or peace in this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed. As a final reminder, be sure to check out our sponsors for today's episode. I would so appreciate that. It allows me to continue doing what I love and showing up for you all. The links to that will be in the show notes. As always, until next time, remember to just glow with it. Bye.